A trigger warning. This episode contains experiences of self-harm and talk of various abuses. Friend for all time. There was a lot going on in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. I was actually going through a fresh breakup um, while still maintaining a student leadership role at college. Um, so I ended up meeting them at college as their orientation leader. So during the whole orientation process, um, we just clicked. It was cool. Um, everything just felt natural. That was the moment I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to last forever. So <laughs> you can say like the second time that we actually officially interacted without any outside distractions. It felt so familiar, but without the tragic part, without the tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this, this is it. I found, I found my person. I found my, my, my soulmate. It's ironic. I was the counselor in the relationship. So she was actually going through a breakup and well, she was still in a relationship, but she wanted to see if she wanted to continue to be in a relationship um, because it was long distance. They were at two separate colleges. And from the story that she told, um, it made it seem like he was just such this mean person. So I was like, I'm going to save you. Uh... I'm going to save you. And the fact that she allowed me to quote unquote save her was what I thought sealed the friendship and I thought you know was perfect because I got to be the counselor that I probably needed at the time and what did saving her look like what would you do like what would you do for her well it started off with uh she trusted me enough that trust is what sealed it to ask me you know what should she do in this situation with her and her boyfriend at the time and I'm like, oh no, you need to leave him. And here's why. <laughs> so I came with the what I thought were facts. <laughs> I had it all figured out. And that was enough for her to be like, okay, I'm gonna end it. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, right now? <laughs> like, you're gonna do this right now? Wow. And she was like, yeah, I'm gonna call him right now. And she did. And I was right there to witness it all. And it sounded almost as if he was relieved, but at the time I'm like, yeah, he got what he deserved, not thinking about the relief that was in his, in his voice. These were the things that I should have been paying attention to in the beginning. So it looked like me saving her and her allowing me to just be that person, you know, to just be her all in all. <laughs> yeah. You can say that. And the boss, you got to be the boss. I got to be the boss. (laughs) I like being the boss. Yeah. Yes. Who doesn't? Yeah. I I was just like, this is perfect. Um, What were some of the small little red flags that came up? Uh, On her end, tit for tat. One of my biggest pet peeves that I didn't realize I really had until I was in it. Um, so for instance, there was one little story where, um, we used to text all the time. Again, it was just she and I against the world. 
And like, so when we were away from each other, we're always texting, we're always talking. Um, but I was at work and um, she had texted me and I was really busy with the kids that day um, because I used to uh, volunteer until I became an actual team leader at a district where students, you know, were brought in so that they wouldn't be doing bad things on the street. So um, I was there and I was just very uh, active with the kids that day. And they had uh, opened up to me about a lot of things. So they had my attention. And I end up texting her back too late, quote unquote, too late. And so by the time I got back to her, I didn't hear from her. Um, so she came to pick me up from work and I'm like, I texted you back. Like what, what was going on? Cause the ride was like silent until I broke the silence with that question. Hmm. And she was like, Oh, well, what were you doing when, you know, you didn't text me back. And I was like, are you serious right now? Like I was at work and I was just explaining to her like the day that I had and that wasn't enough. Again, I thought I was the boss, but she was the boss. I started seeing and feeling the reasons why her boyfriend felt relieved. But that still wasn't enough because she was just like this magnet. Like, I was just already like so attracted to her on what I thought like was just such a mental and like emotional level. And then... She was also very attractive. So everybody wanted her. So it felt good to be seen with like the person that everybody wanted in school. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it just made me feel cool. So I, in essence, you can say like, I guess I was using her for her popularity, not knowing that. I love that you're bringing that up. I I mean, I think that's not an uncommon thing we do, but not many people want to look at that part of themselves. So I just think that's so powerful. You're like claiming it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't innocent in the whole friendship either because um, you talk about claiming things. There were some real ugly truths about me. So first of all, we both swore to each other like, yeah, we're not getting back with these exes we went to the movies and this was the first time I went to a movie theater where they had actual food like alfredo and like seafood and I'm like whoa so I end up getting alfredo um and I end up getting a food poisoning that night and I hate vomiting so I was like up vomiting I'm so scared I'm like having anxiety attack and I'm trying to get her to help me and she's like I'm asleep. Like, wait, like, you'll be fine. And so that's how I end up finding my way back to my ex because I knew that my ex would take care of me <laughs> in any time of sickness. Yeah, I felt, I felt bad, but at the same time, it was like I had to do what I had to do to right. get the comfort that I needed to calm me down from an anxiety attack. But where I went wrong was I wasn't honest. How long were you with your ex before Uh, before she found out or did she find out and how what was that like (laughs) I literally had just spent that one day with them okay and then uh, because my ex was just so charismatic I ended up spending a couple of more of those uh, days (laughs) with them (laughs) but I made 
it a point to be like, okay, this is wrong. Like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. because you can look at it as cheating like <laughs> I am totally cheating on this person and that was just a no-go isn't that interesting and, wow so you weren't romantic yes. you weren't romantic with a friend but it was cheating because you had made an agreement we had made an agreement well we had already tried to you know be romantic because okay. once we made that seal like <gasps> we're not going to go back to our exes. That was it. <laughs> that that was like it. I was always having some self-conflict because I felt like I was going against my beliefs at the time. But again, once, once we became romantic, that's when I lost the control that I had. And that was the <sighs> issue. That was, that was the issue. So you lost, you lost control in the relationship and with yourself. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. it felt like she called all the shots. Called all the shots. I mean, I was no longer hanging with friends who were my actual friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some who stuck around to this day. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry, guys. I, were ter- I was terrible. Like, mm-hmm. my world didn't matter anymore. It was just her world. And I was literally living in it. When was the final break? We had went on a a winter break um, during the time of college. And I actually got to stay with her and her family. (laughs) And um, I ended up getting really, really sick. I found out that I ended up having strep throat. The friendship started going downhill um, around that time. Uh, because she was very vibrant she wanted she wanted to go out and I was this very vibrant person we used to go out all the time and do whatever but because I wasn't able to do that it was just like yeah no this isn't going to work I tried to put my sickness aside like the moment that I felt a little better I ended up trying to go out with her to a game and I, I, the game was just too much, the noise and just the smells of like the concessions. It was just too much. So I was like, can I go sit in the car? And I was sitting in the car and I'm like, I'm letting her enjoy her game because she had invited her friend along and they were in the game. And I started to feel hurt because I'm like, whoa, she's not going to come check on me. Like time had went past mm-hmm. and she knew I wasn't feeling good. So I'm like texting her like, hey, like, can you come, you know, right, right. for me for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe bring me some water. Some- <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm in the car. It's freezing. It's the winter time. Mm. Uh, and she wasn't, she she wasn't having that. She she was annoyed with me, agitated. Mm. So once she got back to the car, we were talking um and that talking turned into arguing and then we ended up at the movie theater so who does that (laughs) and at the movie theater I just felt like she was so disgusted with me so now I'm like trying to fix things but to her I'm being annoying I'm being a bug I'm being Mm. like not you know comprehensive to what she wanted me to understand Mm -hmm. and she was just like yeah I can't do this we need a break and so I thought it was literally just a break and in that quote-unquote break time 
is when things really started to go downhill. And all, I had lost everything. I turned away like my beliefs. I turned away from my family. I turned away from friends. So So when you were trying to like get during the break, so it sounds like you were really trying to woo her back. Was that what was happening? Woo in every aspect. Like I went all out. Like I made myself look like a complete embarrassment to almost the whole entire student body (laughs) that knew I existed. Because it was a game going on and I got like this big giant stupid like card. And it was around Valentine's Day. I had got her edible arrangements um, of like all of her favorite like fruits and chocolates and stuff like that. And I got her this big body pillow that I knew she always wanted and her favorite color. And it just wasn't enough. It was just like, what? Like, it's it's not going to happen. So you you can you can stop. And I'm like, why? And she hit me with the, did you cheat on me? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, ah. Oh. And I, 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 I couldn't lie. I could not lie because that's not who I wanted to be. I had already saw that I was becoming that. And I, I was like, yeah, I did. And what did she say? And, I, and that was just it. It was like this look of disgust that I could never forget. Like, and I... I just, I never wanted to disappoint anyone, get along her. I I now have the chance to just talk about it in its entirety outside of therapy. And this is great. (laughs) So, but yeah, a heartbreak for sure. You've talked about it in therapy, but you've never really talked about it as a whole story outside of therapy. Is that true? No, no, not from my point of view, like, and with the, the truth, like, yeah, I was I was an ugly person at the time, but also I, she was too. And I, I don't know if she'll ever hear this one day and know like, yeah, <laughs> this is me. Yeah. Or even admit to the fact that like you, you've done some things. Right. But right. I'm only control I'm only in control of myself. So right, right. right. I started off wrong. I started, I started off wrong when you talk about control and I was just like, mm, mm. I have power. <laughs> mm, isn't that interesting? Control and power. They're, they're very seductive, but they bring out the worst in us. If yes, they can essentially, especially if it's, if it's used in the wrong context, like, yeah. yeah. And if yeah. you, ha- if you, if, I mean, to have a pe- compassion for she was a young woman at the time the true confession is in college i remember there was one boy i was like flirting with and sort of on the fence of wooing and he said to me you know i've heard things about you from other guys and i said what have you heard he's like that i should not get involved with you because <sighs> you'll mess me up oh and no I, and he was right <laughs> right he was right and it's not that i deliberately did these things i just was in such pain that i didn't know how to deal with my pain and i would try to cover it up with dal you know dalliances with different people and yeah it never covered people hurt people yeah 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 so how different was this heartache from any other heartache 
this was actually the worst heartache of all time. Till this day, I can look back and be like, oh yeah, that hurt. Mm-hmm. And why? I, I never understood the why. Why is this causing me so much pain? Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent time trying to pick up the bro- broken pieces by trying to fix what I had already messed up or what was already messed up in the beginning. And um, what that looked like for me was damage. I kept I kept damaging myself. Like I even tried to uh, try other things to, you know, dim down that pain. So I started uh, smoking weed a lot. I started like really drinking at parties, like uncontrollably. Um, I, I acted out. I started. I started trying to um, cut myself, not to kill myself, but I just wanted to feel a different kind of pain because mm-hmm. I just got tired of feeling like I'm a complete failure. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't realize that I had given her so much power over me that her looking at me in disgust and not saying anything and not giving me closure was just the end of the world. It was the end of the world. And I thought, that that was the worst thing I had ever done and that I was the terrible person and that I caused all of this and that it was just me. It was just me, 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 me. Mm. And I did a lot of self-sabotage and it took a long time to pick up those broken pieces. Mm. You can say that today I'm now at a point recently where I'm like, Whew, okay. I can, I think that if this person was to pass me by today, I would genuinely be okay. Like there's no more hatred because I started to disguise this person because now I'm listening to all of the friends that I had at the time who were telling me that I shouldn't have got into this in the beginning and that um, I was already losing myself by, you know, not hanging out with them and doing the things that I like. Mm-hmm. And so now they're telling me all of these red flags that I missed. So now I'm pointing fingers like, it was her. But then I don't like it. So now the conflict that I'm dealing with at night when I'm lying down by myself is, is it me? Is it her? Is it me? Is it her? And that messed with my mind a lot. Mm. until therapy (laughs) how long until your friends started telling you what they saw well it was it was soon but it was still too late because I was already broken it was already the end of the world to me and now I'm also I was using the cutting as a seek out for attention and at first I used to be like why am I hiding why am I trying to run away not realizing like I'm trying to do this thing so that people could recognize me and be like come back or just like love on me but mm-hmm. I wasn't accepting no love if it wasn't her love because I thought she was perfect mm-hmm. and you can say that I where I went wrong was I was looking at her as God not not even knowing like mm-hmm. she is the alpha and omega in my world and mm-hmm. that's what was the the biggest issue of mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. That's like looking back, I'm like, 
she were so many things in my adolescent life that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. And I just held her to such this high standard. And so while I had lost all control, it was because I, I, I was just missing the fact that these were things that I missed out on in childhood, but mm-hmm. I took advantage of it in the wrong way. And I let her use me in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And what, when did, what finally, I, so you're, okay, so you're up at night or at night you're, you're plagued by who, who's right, who's wrong, what happened, and then what allowed you to, what opened you up to finding therapy or what opened you up to start a healing process? Uh, not by choice. Mm. I got so angry and some years had went by already. Mm. I was well off in another relationship. I thought I was okay. And no, I was not okay. Um, I had another one of those incidents where I was seeking out for attention unintentionally. Uh, and I end up breaking my mirror with my golf club um, in my college dorm. And the RAs end up coming up to the room and they see that I'm just in distraught. I'm having an anxiety attack and things were just going downhill. And they end up calling the hospital. So I went to the hospital and um, they end up keeping me longer than normal because I had already had visits at the hospital after this relationship ended. And when I tell you my life went downhill, it went downhill. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm like, what's going on? Like, why am I still here? Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, you're going over where the the people who need extra help go. You're going to the mental institute. the in, the mental institution which they call now like uh, the outpatient and mm-hmm. inpatient mm-hmm. so I end up being an inpatient mm-hmm. and I end up staying there for a week and that's when I was like okay I just had the time to think and I had the time to be grounded mm-hmm. and I was like you've got to get yourself together because if you don't you're you're this is it for you like you're going to kill yourself because of the stress that you're carrying and that's when I was like okay I need to get my life in order I was failing all of my classes it was bad it was bad I just couldn't focus it took me being in an inpatient unit for me to really seek out therapy consistently and start to unpack why I was so hurt Mm. wow that's a lot that's a lot but it's like like breaking that it's oh god what what a metaphoric image of you breaking the mirror like breaking the mirror of what you were seeing yes you could get a new reflection but it's almost like you called that you know there's something in you that called it into into your life to save to save yourself which yes. is which I'm I'm so glad because we need you we need you in this world. <sighs> we do we do, and and so okay so, I mean there's a part of me that's like how long did it take and I'm like sometimes these fucking things take a fucking lifetime Cheryl you know it's a fucking <laughs> lifetime it doesn't it's not an, nothing's an easy fix, 
a, a yeah. lot of times. Um, but what, ah, let me ask a different question than time. What, what was it that you had, that you learned that released you from thinking you were this person who disappointed you, you were just such a, a disappointment. What released, mm -hmm. what released you from that story? I was in a therapy session and it was recent, maybe about seven months ago, you can say. Mm -hmm. And so now you can see how long it took, right? Like five, six, seven years to really, really finally heal. And my therapist told me that what you learn in your adolescent years is the person you reflect. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, snap. This is real. This is real life. Because in my adolescent years, I was abused mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, sexually, in every aspect. I suffered from that. I suffered from neglect. And I was looking for other people. And essentially, I just held her at the highest point of just giving her and looking to her for everything because I just saw her as everything that I ever wanted and needed. And once I realized that, I was just like so relieved because I learned that my happiness doesn't come from other people. And that freed me from a lot of heartbreaks because that's what I was doing this whole time. I was looking for others to make me happy and when they couldn't fulfill that anymore it was like well on to the next mm -hmm. and so it was it was a habitual thing it was a cycle mm -hmm. and I was just like I had to break that cycle and it's just big big honor to therapy because mm -hmm. had I not been in therapy I wouldn't maybe I would have learned it but it would have took a long time mm -hmm. and um it's just, it's been what, what young people say nowadays. It's been up from there. <laughs> I've been on this, this healing journey. I'm talking like I'm old, sorry. But no, no, I've you don't sound old to me. <laughs> I've just been on this healing journey and it's gotten me back grounded and it's gotten me back to spirituality. It's gotten me back to, to freedom. And that's what helped me see that it wasn't just her. It was me too, because I gave you this power mm -hmm. and that's not okay. And that's why I'm like, now, had I had set those boundaries and I had grown and I mean, and I had known these things, like stop depending on people for your happiness. Mm -hmm. It could have probably blossomed into a beautiful friendship because I had things to offer and she had some things to offer, but, uh, again just not right time uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just also had this 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 blessing slash curse of just like attracting people like a magnet and so mm -hmm. it's just like I can't I'm learning that I can't be putting myself where everybody wants me to be mm. and doing whatever they want you to do and yeah fulfilling their their needs ah because mm -hmm. they want you to make them happy yes yes because uh, that's what I was doing at the time I wanted them I wanted everybody that I came in contact with to make me happy and the moment that you 
didn't fulfill that, I went back into this place of neglect Mm. and that pain from like the abuse and like just not feeling like I'm not good enough. Mm. So, yeah. And, And she made you in the beginning, which is I think intoxicating, like you were more than good enough you more than good yeah it was your everything and then yes and then the roles changed the roles changed Mm. it it was it was actually like i'm living reality like she was providing me with everything that i needed to see but i was just missing the bigger picture because i was just so caught up on my happiness and then I got so caught up in pleasing (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I'm losing my happiness but Mm -hmm. the happiness was never there to begin with and that's what the biggest issue was on my end Mm -hmm. you reap what you sow Mm -hmm. and 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 that's that was the karma I put out when I was tired it was a bye you can't fulfill anything for me anymore and it was on to the next Mm -hmm. and so she had done everything that I had been doing Mm. Mm. so I, I I wouldn't say that I regret it either but sorry that's getting off the topic um no I don't th- I don't think it's off topic at, at all it, tell me if this is this is what I think you're saying uh I've heard someone else put it this way I love how you're saying it but I'm just going to put it a little differently what is inside gets projected outside and then comes back to you so yes so so you you attract what you are or what's going on in here and so you and so i think so are you saying you don't regret the experience because it taught you so much is 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 that what you're saying by it taught me so much i think you're so on topic you are on (laughs) topic (laughs) it taught me so much because yeah you you do attract what you are and that's that's the hard work that I take the time to do now mm-hmm. dissect and like oh maybe I don't want to attract this so what am I doing mm-hmm. or what is it about me that is attracting this am I here to maybe help this person mm-hmm. or am is this something really inside of me and so I take the time now to just really digest and dissect like what am I gonna get myself into why and is this something that I'm doing. Outside of therapy, do you have any other practices that help 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 you heal your heart? If you remember, I said this earlier, mm-hmm. religion. I kept saying religion. I'm not a religious person. I like to say that I'm spiritual. Love it. I like the word spirituality. Um, and yeah, I do believe in a higher power, God. Um, and you know that me personally, you know, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Um, But with that, I believe that it's about God and our relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I get more in tune with getting to know him. Um, And that's through the word, um, which is the Bible, and just spending time with him. Like I literally, how we're talking now, I talk to God like that. And I, I feel like I allow him to be present in my life, which some people may call intuition. I call the Holy Spirit (laughs) that 
just be on point. So I let that resonate and I, I sit with it. And you ever have like this feeling where it's like, uh, maybe I shouldn't do this or uh, maybe I shouldn't go somewhere. That's what I call like the Holy Spirit. So I allow, I, I don't ignore that anymore. I, I'm a I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. And so that's that's why I say I don't regret or I'm not disappointed in the, well, I won't say I'm not disappointed, but I'm not, I'm not regretful or, or just like, I don't hate her because I feel like that was a very pivotal moment of my life. I needed that to happen in order for me to be who I am today. Cause I'm, I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm, I'm so stubborn. <laughs> so I, I really needed that. I had to learn the hard way. Mm. Is there anything that's part of the culture that you feel played a part in this situation, in this friendship, in this breakup, in the behavior of the breakup? Is there anything in the culture that you're like, I, I wish this would change because if this thing shifted, I think these things wouldn't happen. The biggest one is what we see on social media today. Society is very big on beauty. And so they saw her as such this gorgeous person. And then they saw me as like this gorgeous person. And you got these two together. It caused insecurities because now I'm looking at myself like they think she got the perfect body. And they think I got the perfect body, but now I see more people gravitating towards her. So why? Mm -hmm. So now I'm jealous and I'm not really admitting that because I, I got to play the role of this charismatic person. And like this person that just has so much charisma, it's funk. Like I do what I want and like people like it. Mm -hmm. But because I had lost myself and I spent so much time with her, there was none of that. So people didn't see that anymore. I didn't realize that like I was putting on this act where people get to see like the version of myself that I wanted them to see. But now that they saw like the damaged version of me and like who I was really becoming, it was just like, yeah, she still got the body, but I'm not attracted to her. It's just like, oh. So it's very, it sounds like a very public relationship on social media. Yeah. And, and isn't it interesting like, you think that you want to be the person that people put up on a pedestal, but there's a price to pay to be put up on a pedestal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always going to be a price to pay. Mm -hmm. Like we, 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 we put on this show to think that we have to do certain things in order to get approval from certain people. And that's what I suffer with um, essentially with her. I thought I just had to do everything to get her approval. Mm -hmm. And I had lost the, you know, getting approval from everybody else. So now that it was outnumbered mm -hmm. and there were so many people not liking me at the time, mm -hmm. it was too much to handle. Mm -hmm. But this is what I signed up for in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But it's like, mm -hmm. I could have just stayed true to my values if I had known who I really was at the time and knew that I was, that I was hurt. Mm, okay, so I'm just gonna unpack this like, so for the culture, it's also, we still we, <laughs> we want the shiny version of things versus truth sometimes versus the truth. And, and then how are you if you're living in a shiny culture that appreciates just the shine? How do you accept 
the parts of yourself that maybe are a little dinged up, a little rusted, a little like that are like, actually the rust, I love the rust. You know what I'm saying? Hey, (laughs) like enjoy my rust, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I get that. We Um, work so hard to not show people that rust, mm -hmm. but that's what I think people need to see in order to know, like it takes work Mm -hmm. to get to the shiny part. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't want this rust to show up, we need to see what happens to not make this rust be rust. Because right. in all actuality, it's mm-hmm. still there. But because we've polished it up, mm-hmm. it's no longer seen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think healing is like. Mm-hmm. Once you take the work to polish it up, mm-hmm. then you may not ever see that rust again, depending on how well you polish it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, take the work and you just take the cheap way out and maybe you just spray some paint over it mm-hmm. that rust is going to keep showing back up until you take the time to really you know fix it it's interesting I'm, I'm really struck by time through the, throughout this it sounds like in the beginning like the way you lived in time was next 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 like fast mm-hmm. and, and now you've slowed down so that you can take care of the aspects you can look at the rust and we are a culture we're consumer culture which is oh i can buy it now oh i can just paint it over now so (laughs) yes so you're a revolutionary wow (laughs) that's 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 a big word (laughs) i don't take that lightly (laughs) i and i say it with deep respect i feel it's revolutionary to slow down and for you to slow down i think that's revolutionary remarkable remarkable Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, now that that's where I get more personal and spiritual. Cause I, I feel like I owe that respect to God, you know, like mm-hmm. he has helped me through so, 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 so much. And this is me personally. And I feel like he's the one who helped me like, see, like therapy is okay. Mm-hmm. It, you know, cause uh mental health wasn't really talked about or yet alone just um anxiety and you know just like what the society deems as like unacceptable and not real or like the older cultures like oh, I don't believe in it it could be fixed <laughs> and it's just like no we need help and we need each other and we need kindness like I think we forget that we're all people and we all have feelings Mm -hmm. but those feelings can be faulty so don't forget to 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 be kind don't forget to have compassion because you wanted someone to have compassion when you (laughs) were going through the things that you went through as well I think we forget that a lot if I had the chance to you know get out some final words to this person I will probably apologize sincerely now from a a put together heart, not a broken heart, because now looking back, that apology at the time was good, but now it's, it's, it's not, it's not enough. I was apologizing for all the wrong things. And I would just also continue to wish them well in life. And, and again, the message that I would want people to know is if we just spent more time trying to help each other, 
versus just trying to be in it for ourselves, then we could we could we could be a better society. We could be a better world. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow, rate, and review on iTunes and share with a friend who may be going through a heartache over a friendship lost.